In today's episode, we are going to be talking about complex PTSD and also an ACE study that's been done and how they relate. I have mentioned before that I am a lifelong learner. So this was like incredible research for me. Um, I loved doing it. Um, and also I love sharing what I learn. But the special thing about this is it helped me to understand and relate to myself. Um, there's so many things about me that I've always considered odd and been ashamed of or um, been embarrassed of. Those kinds of negative feelings about myself. And so many things that I, like I mentioned before, I wanted to be normal more than anything. But if you've met me, I'm anything but normal. Um, sometimes I can be a little bit, um, of a, I don't know. I don't know. But sometimes I have a hard time with people. And so learning these things was really good because it helped me to understand who I am and why I act the way I do. So I want to talk about complex PTSD and is, um, also PTSD. So if you have complex, you've already, um, first covered all the uh, things necessary or have all the things necessary to have PTSD. So the difference is that um, when you have PTSD, it's a specific or single trauma that you have that has created this anxiety and fear and um, however they define PTSD. But when you have complex PTSD, um, not only do you have those symptoms, but you also have a whole new specific set of symptoms or patterns that go along with it in addition to the other ones. <laughs> so like problems with um, self-regulating your emotions, low self-esteem, negative self-perception, a lot of um, shame and, and guilt um, around the trauma. You have a problem maintaining relationships or feeling connected to other people. And you have, uh, you don't have the ability to trust other people. Um, so those are the additional additional traumas that you can have. So now where a study comes in is that um, there was a study done in the 90s in the United States, but also it's, you know, being studied in other places in the world. Um, the long-term impact of childhood trauma. So ACEs stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences, and it um, includes things like your mom um, having depression or being depressed, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, parents divorced or separated, domestic violence, mental illness and with one of your parents, physical neglect, emotional neglect, uh, parent incarcerated, and homelessness. And so these are the 10 specific things I think it covers, if I'm correct. But also, you know, if you think about it, like um, if... <laughs> If your mom was depressed, like right after she had a baby and it lasted for a year, that would be a different experience than if your mom had bipolar disorder and um, dealt with that or even schizophrenia and dealt with that. So different levels, different experiences for everybody. But it turns out that the more of these um, that you've been exposed to from birth to 17, the higher you are at risk for things like anxiety, depression, um, anger, having problems with connection with other people, maybe um, problems detecting when other people are unsafe, like an abuser or um, getting in unfulfilling relationships, higher risk of being violent or being abused, higher risk at being inactive and um, obesity, especially um, when someone's been sexually abused, 
chronic pain. Um, this is interesting. Autoimmune disease, health problems that don't seem to have any source, problems with learning, focus, attention. So all of these things are associated with having adverse childhood experiences. And it's so interesting because, you know, these are things that you've experienced long term, most of the time until the age of 18. Then we're finding out that into adulthood affecting you. Um, another one I didn't mention was migraines, which I thought was interesting. Another addictions to food, to drugs, to cigarettes, to things like that. The whole point is, this is good news for me because I could see now where a lot of patterns of behavior came from and why they exist. That means that if I can find it and see it and understand it, I can also change it. I'm not stuck this way. My hope for you is that you may go check these things out, check out what it means, what it looks like, that kind of situation, because understanding and knowing yourself is really important in the healing process. What I have learned that this means is that I need to retrain my nervous system because my nervous system spends a lot of time being in fight or flight. And now I have to teach myself that I'm actually safe when I get triggered. I have to look at the situation and see where I felt unsafe and reassure myself in the necessary ways that I am safe. One of my biggest clues that I'm feeling unsafe is when I become dysregulated. That's a term, I don't know if you use it or not, it's a term that I use when my body has gone into fight or flight. For me, dysregulation looks like I'm dropping things. I can't, my, my hands just don't seem to be holding on to things. I'm stressed, so I'm talking in a high-pitched voice about everything or yelling at the kids or um, little things are irritating me. Your mind has something to say, you wanna, you're trying to say it, but the words just aren't coming up. There's also physical responses like going to the refrigerator when you're not hungry and noticing that you're smacking on um, everything in sight. <laughs> um, for me, my nose will start running or just start itching and I'll start like noticing, oh, my nose is itching, it's running. So those are my clues that I'm dysregulated. What kind of clues do you notice when you feel dysregulated? And just what does that mean? that you are dysregulated. Well, I wanted to talk about one example that came up for me. Um, I was super triggered. I felt like um, somebody in the online space was bullying me and I felt like they were using their position or their what they considered their authority to do so. I don't know exactly how it all happened, but I noticed that I was Eat, trying to eat everything in sight. And my kids are really aware. They're young adults and teenagers. And they're really uh, hyper aware of a lot of my patterns. Because I talk about them very openly. And so a lot of times one of my kids will say to me. And this time one of them did. Why are you eating everything in sight? Well, how did you get triggered? Or what's bothering you? And sometimes it's not even until they say that that I notice. But I did notice, and it took me a while to figure it out. And next thing you know, I was crying because um, I remembered a time when I was in fourth grade. I didn't deal with bullies hardly ever. But I remember a time when I was in fourth grade and I was bullied by a teacher. Um, this teacher, I thought she must have been 90, 
but um sure that she was still of working age, so she had to be under 65. She was a disciplinarian. Um, she probably was doing the best that she knew how, but um, she was one of the oldest teachers in our school and must have had somewhat of harsh parents, just the way she was probably raised and didn't think a thing of it. That year was especially hard for me because my mom was really ill. She was back then on medicine that made her like knock out for hours at a time. And so we didn't have her around the way that we needed her. And um, I already had so much trauma in my life. So this was just like stacking. And then I was a caretaker from the age of three or four. Um, whenever my sister came around and I was old enough, I started taking care of her. So, of course, I was worried about feeding my brother and sister. And that sometimes meant I had to wash dishes every now and then so that we could cook and eat. And um, it also meant that we missed a lot of school and I was always in trouble and I didn't do homework and I couldn't memorize numbers. I was always at that young age, fourth grade, trying to soothe myself by watching TV and eating whatever snacks we had. And so it was a really hard year and that teacher would yell at me in front of other everybody and I just wanted to hide. I wanted people not to see me because I knew that I was probably the most stupid kid in that class and uh, and so I was super, super triggered, and I didn't even realize that that was still something that bothered me. I never did, like, sit with that or think about it really much after that. I just, after that year was over, I was happy to put it behind me and never speak of it again. But this person on the internet brought it up for me. I was super triggered, not their fault. Of course, we all know that um, when we're triggered, that it's our thing. It's not somebody else's. And yet I had to go ahead and sit with that and deal with those emotions. So this is an example of why we have to stop and feel the emotions so that we could recognize it and process it so that our, our part of our body that doesn't feel safe, our limbic system, can feel seen and heard and we can reassure ourselves that we're safe. I've been doing it ever since I realized that, you know, um, it's something that I can affect. I've been doing it with my sinuses, and when I get super stressed and my nose starts itching and running, I put my hands over my heart, and I tell myself that I'm safe, and I tell myself that it's safe to breathe through my nose, and um, I try to recognize the things that are coming up for me. I'm telling you that this is a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it's so important. I cannot tell you how happy I am. Instead of taking more than, you know, one type of allergy medicine and one in the morning and one in the evening, I am taking my one allergy pill. And every time that comes up for me, I reassure myself. And sometimes it takes me a minute or two, but I'm feeling really good about my breathing and about my allergies. Um, no doctor here. I can only tell you what's happening for me. And, and, you know, hope that you do your own research and figure it out because it's impressive, the things that we can affect with our minds and our emotion. Well, I'm no scientist and I'm no doctor, but what I figured out from my research, and I hope that you do your own, is that people with um, CPTSD are easily dysregulated because we live so long in fight or flight 
We've learned how to not feel safe being ourselves. So we hide ourselves. And so being easily dysregulated and feeling unsafe is like almost like a natural state of being for us, something that we just go to. We have to update the information for our nervous system and we need to retrain ourselves to feel safe when we are safe. And that way um, our nervous system can settle down and stop running around in fight or flight all the time. We also want to recognize these patterns of dysregulation that come up because most likely you have specific patterns that come up for you that you can start noticing, maybe journal and keep track of them so that you can start noticing because it's the noticing and recognizing these patterns that's going to help us change them. The example that I shared about my life in fourth grade, that's a perfect example of how people with CPTSD think differently and act differently. And so if you've ever felt different, if you've ever noticed that maybe you're not great at learning, if you've ever noticed that you have a harder time with memory, um, that's probably why. And those are the patterns that you're going to be looking for in your life. Those can be some of the clues that you look at to find your current patterns. The more you get used to regulating yourself emotionally, the more you get used to not being dysregulated, the more grounded you're going to feel and the more calm you're going to feel. So it's a goal worth having and something to work at all the time. Well, I hope this episode of the podcast has been good for you. I hope you've learned some information or that it's helped you in some way. I hope that um, my real life examples that I come up with um, are of educational benefit. If you are listening to this podcast and you really like it and you can think of someone else who might need the information or enjoy hearing it, I would really appreciate it if you would take the time and share it with them. And if you're listening through Apple Podcast, please consider stopping and leaving us a review. We'd really appreciate it. It means so much to us. You guys have a great week. And don't forget to check out the notes for the links to information about CPTSD and the ACE test study. Good night.